How can we not be influenced by what we've seen with this coronavirus? How can we go forward and not think about what's happened and what is happening? Are you still going to live in debt? Are you still taking out as big a mortgage as you can possibly get? If so, you just don't get it yet. If we live in the way of this world, we will go down with this world. As far back as 1975, when I was born again, God taught me get out of debt and stay out of debt. And I did work toward it, and I did do it, and I have no debt. At the time coronavirus struck, God was telling me, if you have any excess sound equipment that you want to sell, put it up for sale immediately, which we did on um, Internet. There is an Internet location called Audiogon. If you have any high-end sound equipment, you can list it with them as being for sale. We listed all of our old sound equipment, dating back 20, 25 years. Everything we listed sold. We accumulated thousands of dollars. When coronavirus hit, we had no debt and we had excess money from the sale of the sound equipment, as well as the house in Texas sold, so we had extra money from that. Pam's house, where I live now, she's a member of the Body of Christ, I live with her, she doesn't have a mortgage on this house. It's totally paid for. So our financial position was very good, even though neither of us work for a salary. Pam has a retirement from FedEx where she worked as a computer programmer. I don't take any salary from the ministry at all. I live on a Social Security monthly check of $800 and have money left over, I might add. Now, how are you living today? What kind of life do you have today? I'm fortunate because I'm of an older generation. We didn't even have credit cards until 1960, and I was born in 1937. I remember the first time I saw a credit, this thing called a credit card was going to come. It, I was living in Dallas at the time, and it was 1960, a big article in the Dallas Morning News concerned what life was going to be like in the future, that we would have, we wouldn't be using money the way we do did at that time. We would have something called a credit card, a piece of plastic. And we just couldn't even imagine what it would be like. Today, I don't think we could imagine what it would be like without it. It's fine to use a credit card if you have plenty of money to pay it off in full at the end of the month. But if you don't, you're living way out of control. If you are a Christian and are living in debt, you are in a very bad position. Very bad. I want to encourage you to make an abrupt change immediately to your life. Obviously, you have to pray for wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. James chapter 1, verse 5. So ask God how to help you, how to get out. 
But don't be surprised if you have to cut back a little bit. I'm amazed when I do watch the news because often they show people at the food lines lining up to get free food. They're outside in their cars when they show the picture. I watch this very closely when I see this type of story. So far, I've not seen one old car in the food line. They're all bright, shiny, modern cars. It's just shocking to me. People are living in debt. It's a way of life for young people today. We live in an extremely nice neighborhood in Colorado Springs. We live on what was a golf course, and there's lots of space. I think Pam has a third acre of land. There's lots of space between houses in this particular location. I've never ha ever been in a location as nice as this. It's just wonderful because you don't hear noise from your neighbors. But she doesn't live in debt. She had a very good job at FedEx and paid for it. Now, here's something I've noticed with young people. When I talk to them, it's like they've got to have it right now, this second. I was talking to a young man the other day who installed sound equipment in the new car that we bought. I bought some very fine sound equipment for the car, and he was telling me how he had managed to get some good sound equipment for his car. And we were talking about um, home theater. And he said something about his, he just bought $1,500 worth of cables. And I said, oh yeah, I've got a one cable in my home theater system that retailed at $15,000, one cable. And he said, well, I don't have anything like that. And I said, and I thought later, yeah, but you're about 20 years old and I'm 82. At 20 years old, I didn't have anything. See, they all want it immediately. They've got to have a big house. They've got to have all these things, which I didn't even have a washer and dryer in my uh, apartment building. It, had, it was a room back at the back where they had com common-type laundry area where we put coins in a machine. I didn't have a washer-dryer in my own house until I was about 48 years old. They have to have it immediately. And this credit thing has shown you how you can get all these things immediately if only you can get your credit rating higher. Well, I don't care how high my credit rating is because I pay everything off at the end of the month. I have no debt. Pam has no debt. So here comes coronavirus. We have no debt. We have no mortgage. We have old cars, both of us, at the time this hit. We have old cars. Hers was 17 years old. Mine was 25 years old. How did the coronavirus affect us, our lives? Well, it didn't. It didn't change anything. But if you're in debt, you have already stacked the deck against yourself. You may have all these things, and your family may have all these things that they can't afford, but you don't have peace in your life with all this debt. You've got to make changes. You have to make changes. You can't go forward living this kind of life. You've got to get out of debt, stay out of debt, learn to live not just within your means, but below your means, so you will have money left over.
So let's talk about this. You can use the world, but not abuse it. And I think all this debt thing is really abuse against the world. Now what's going to happen if you die? And leave this world owing all this debt. And take advantage of the businessman. You think you're going to be justified at the judgment seat of Christ? I don't see how you can be. The way of debt is an abuse. So let's talk about another way to live. 2 Timothy chapter 6. But godliness with contentment is great gain. We don't have to have all these things. Actually, as I've gotten older, I've wanted fewer things and I've wanted to get rid of excess things. It's a burden. All this excess is a burden. Verse 7, For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich, they that are out there trying to get more and more and more money to be able to get a bigger and bigger and bigger mortgage and get a new car in debt and live this way, you fall into a temptation and a snare and into many foolish and lustful hurts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, and if you are in debt, don't tell me you don't love money, because money is what you think of. If you're in debt, you've got to free yourself. For the love of money is the root of all evil. It makes you have, make the wrong choices. The wrong job to get more money. The wrong jobs. Going the wrong way. Making the wrong decisions. All because of money. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some cover, covet after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness. Righteousness has to do with hearing from God and doing things the way God shows you to do them. Doing the scriptures. Follow after righteousness, godliness. Faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Verse 17. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches. We may never come back from this coronavirus. It's not a matter of when we come back. It's more if we come back. Massive changes are going to take place and already have. There are businesses that will never recover from this. Verse 18, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. The thing that we have to do between now and the time Jesus comes is live in peace without spot and blameless. I'm quoting 
from 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 14. There is no way you can be in peace and be a Christian and have all that debt and owe these people these things. There's no way you can be in peace and have that. So your immediate goal, unlike ours, now we don't have any debt, so this isn't our goal, but if you have any debt at all, your goal has to be to remove that debt as quickly as possible. You may have to cut back in your housing. You may have to get rid of that new car and get a lesser car. You may have to cut back in some things. All these excesses you've lived in to get all this debt have to be reduced. You have got to start living another way of life before it's too late, for it's going to destroy you. Remember the goals. Peace without spot and blameless. You cannot live the way of this world and not be polluted. You just can't do it. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.